just have to say, uh, Pastor Z, we're so thrilled to have you here. As and and if you, he does have CDs. He's an artist, and there's things of. I, th- I don't think they're in the. Well, they're out there somewhere. So if you would like to pick something up, that stuff all goes to the ministry of Poland, and we're thrilled about that. I've asked um, Doreen Henderson also to be up here and to share with us the impact that the short-term mission teams have. We send people over every summer to be a part of an English camp. So I'm going to ask her in a moment to share um, how God has used that in her life. But uh, I wanted to do kind of a Q&A and, and begin by just sharing with you that um, I got a call I did around 5, 5.30, somewhere yesterday, last night. And um, I was told just this, that Pastor Z's wife, who they were both traveling in separate cars down in Minneapolis, and his wife was in another car in a passenger seat. And I was told that she was on her way to the hospital in an ambulance, had a concussion as a result of being hit by a van broadside, just right on the passenger side. The pictures we saw just nailed the car. Um, thank God for those airbags that are on the side. And, and you got that call. Kind of a similar thing that your wife and your kids were on on the way to the hospital. Do you want to just share in your heart? I just want to thank God that she's alive. I just get to know that kids are fine. But uh, my wife was unconscious, so I was really afraid of her life, you know. So I thank God that he saved her. Mm -hmm. She is alive. She's in still big pain. Uh, no bones are broken, so that's good. And I just spoke to her today night, so she sends you greetings and she thanks for praying for her. And we really feel that way. So thank you to help us to go into that tragic moment. You know, it wasn't scheduled for anybody, but we really believe that God is right now in control and He was in control over there as well. So, so and it was. Uh, we are thanking God because she, she came out of that concussion. She's doing well. She, like we said, no broken bones, no internal injuries. And, and I asked, as we were at the hospital, do you want to still share? And, uh, and Adita wanted you to come and yeah. share. That's, yeah. and, and so we're just going to pray for her and ask that God would continue to bring healing to her body. I'm going to ask you to stand in a sign of unity. I'm also going to ask you um, if you feel comfortable, if you want to just kind of Raise your hand in a sense and just ask God to bless Pastor Z. My youngest daughter said to me, she said, Dad, this is there's something really spiritual. There's, God wants to do something and and we need to just come around in prayer. And I thought that's a good word. Um, mm-hmm. Let's pray together. Father, we pray for Pastor Z. We pray for the ministry you've given to him and Aditza and the rest of the team. God, we pray for for Aditta that she would recover fully, that God, there would be no... Mm-hmm in any way lasting impact of this injury. We pray for the children that they wouldn't feel or have damage due to the trauma of seeing that and being a part of it. And God, we ask that, as Pastor Z said, this wasn't scheduled on their itinerary, but God, you don't allow accidents and for some reason this occurred. So I'm asking God that you would work in such a way to bring glory to your name, to work through this incident in, in weaving together what seems to be not good into something really good for you your kingdom and for this church and people and ourselves as well. We recognize your sovereign. And I pray that right now for people um, here who are standing and have situations in their own life where they're looking for you to begin to weave together what doesn't make sense. 
We stand in a united sense together and pray this in the name of Jesus and for his glory in Christ's name. Amen. Well, you know, why don't you tell us, Pastor Z, um, people ask me, can you say his name? Well, they call him Spishik, Pastor Zabiganu, something like that, close. But we'll just go with Pastor Z. Why don't you tell us about um, Glogu and the church there, where it's at, and, and the impact um, together we've kind of had in that community. Mm-hmm. Church in Glogu is Glogu-Fins, not a big church, like, like your church here. We are in 100,000 population city, but... Uh, I, I became pastor 10 years ago, and, and I see the church growth seems like 20 people till 100. And we also plant the church uh, near Guagulf as well. But what is great that we, I'm surrounding as a pastor for a great people who are committed to uh, serve the Lord. So I, we have people uh, just open uh, for, uh, for working outside of the church. We start English school, we start association who is helping um, in the community. So we're trying to be a church who is set up the bridges to society. How we can communicate with people around us. As you know, our society, Polish society, is not easy. To They really believe they, they know Christ and they're fine. But then when they discover that their life is a uh, lack of the relationship with Christ, then are really more open and just the receiving Christ is wonderful. So we have fruits, many fruits from uh, from this time of working with you guys. And tell you true, without your help, without the partnership, I don't know if the work will be done as as much as it is. So thank you for coming. Just almost ten years ago, nine years ago, we start working together. Some small projects, but also right now a bigger project as well. Uh, our English camp first was 80, year, 80 people. Now we're going to need to have a new facility for 200 people because Polish people want to come and be with you. A uh, project like small project going to achieve police, for example, when we got uh, you, uh, Carl Miller, who are coming and encouraging us as a, as a, as a church. Kevin came and, and just one more and playground. So yeah, well, let, me, let me just stop there on that because one of the things we've done for a number of years is English camps, and that's been a, you know, Glow Group, they will go to a, a place where they'll bring people, and it's a great opportunity because they teach English, they use the Bible, and they. They actually lead um, people to Christ and see these incredible things take place. And we've been a part of that, and you've been a part of that. So why don't you share how that's impacted, Doreen, your family with Mark and the kids. That's hello in Polish. I picked up a little Polish while I was over there. Um, Two things, really. Uh, First, to say thank you to this church for supporting my family and friends and so many others along the way that have gone on this trip. Um, It's absolutely been a blessing, for sure, in our family and uh, our new Polish family. So I want to start off by saying there were two things that really took place for us. Uh, Back in 2009, I was laid off after 15 years of a just amazing, amazing career. And that was a little surprising. And like many, stuck in the trying to find a job in this economy has been very difficult. And I was a bit discouraged. Got the opportunity in 2010 uh, last summer for my first trip to Poland. And the kids and I looked at Mark and said, Yes, we're going to go. And I think about that song we were just singing, uh, We Must Go, and really there's just, it just really says it. We really need to go. And many can't travel, and many aren't able to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, in the prayer and financial support that we've received and so many from this church, we, we, you are going with us when we go. I just want to share real quickly how it t- changed my life. 
this is not my first mission trip. This is the third with this church. And what I find so amazing is that, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to disseminate the gospel and I'm going to share my love with others and I'm just going to reflect God's love. And I was really the one that ended up changed in the end. And God really spoke to me on that first trip saying, Doreen, you really need to trust me. You really need to stop and slow down and think about it. And with that, I was just really able to do that, reading the Bible more, trying to spend that time in his word. And in Guoguven on this trip, I, it's really 24-7. You're in his word. It makes it hard to come back and try to get back into the normal life. Secondly, did you know that when about 25 to 30 people go from this church as Americans into Poland, do you know that 50% of that team is kids and teens? I find that astounding. We cannot do this camp without them. They are such an integral and essential part of this trip, and it is really our future. I think it's the future of our missionaries and the future of this church, and uh, I love how these kids are changing the lives of others. And real personally, I'm almost done. I'm a talker, and I have only so many minutes. So um, giving me a microphone is dangerous. Uh, But what was real great for me was watching my two children, Katie and Michael, 13 and 12 years old, come to Mark and I and say, we've just never seen, Mom, the love of God in a place and seen him work so quickly. And we would really love if Pastor Z, when he comes, would baptize us. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, you know, this week, we're going to try to squeeze it in. I'm doing good. I haven't cried yet. Yeah. Uh, so with that, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for making a difference in my life and my kids' lives. And again, we really must go. Well, you know, I have to continue on with that, Doreen, and just say it is so neat because having, you know, we've talked about multi-generational ministry and doing that together with these kids and the way they connect there. And there is something about taking your kids out of this environment and bringing them somewhere else where they just see the impact of how God works. And and then to see that happen. And I look at uh, these communities that we have in Mongolia and in what we have in Peru and what's going on in Poland. And I look at us as like co-lead pastors. You know, we're a team of pastors in some global communities. And uh, I'm grateful. It's so cool that we've got some kids that want to be baptized. And you are the lead pastor doing that and involved in their lives. So we're thrilled about that. When I was there a couple of years ago with Paul Beerhouse, one of the things that was interesting is we're sitting at your in your home and, and around this little table. And I was asking them ways that we could help them. And they're, they're just very humble. They're not going to you know, say, well, we need this or that, which is really really kind of refreshing so i had to kind of pull it out of them and, and, and at one point um after you know i had gone through their building and their building was only a you know just a few rooms that were completed they had this building and they only had a, enough room and space for so many kids to teach them english during the year and one of my desires was the, you know the english camps are in one location but i wanted to go and see pastor z in the church and so he sat around that table I just said, well, it seems pretty apparent to me you need more of this built out. And I said, you know, you're drinking this coffee right here. And I said, you know, you're asking for the ability to tell people about the love of God. Sometimes you need, just like this coffee needs this coffee cup as a container, you need a container to do that. And if we could help you do that. Well, we had the opportunity to do that, and many of you gave. And we built out a good portion of that building. And, and I think there's going to be now some like 250 kids taught. In the coming year, yep. I just want to thank you for how you've made an impact there 
And then beyond what God's done in the church, in the facility, in the ministry there, and some of the outreaches, I could go on. I get really excited about that. But Paul Bierhaus had a vision because he does some works with, with work with kids around the world, which builds playgrounds. And he got really excited. But why don't you tell what that did? Uh, yes. May we, uh, we together build it uh, on the front, the largest playground in our city. So that was really great. You know, 17 volunteers came from the United States, four of your church. So I really appreciate that. And that was a great, great impact to the community around. I could uh, meet uh, many officials and govern our mayor of the city. We worked together. They gave us land. They said, hey, just build it. If, if you can, that would be great. So, um, and also, uh, four days, three days ago, I met your mayor of the Plymouth and, and Woodbury. So I thanked them. I gave a plaque to they each actually of them. They gave the playgrounds from over here. That's right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To build this massive yeah. playground there. Yeah. So that was a great example of how we can communicate the church and the, and, and the people, the, they have needs, so how we can communicate together and help to each other. So uh, also, uh, Mayor of Głogów uh, sends you a plaque as well. And mm-hmm. uh, Can I read to you? I hope yeah. you understand that. Hmm. To our friends at Wysata Evangelical Free Church. On behalf of the residents of Głogów, Poland, it's my honor to thank you for your great effort and contributions to the new playground that has been recently erected in Głogów. The new park is a wonderful place where our children are able to enjoy playing in safe, well-equipped playground. We are happy that there are still people who are willing to lend a helping hand and for whom a child's smile holds great value. We really appreciate the connection we are able to share with the church and its generous people. Mayor, President of Głogów, okay? It is for you guys. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you that you are caring for the city in Poland and that we can have that great partnership and friendship together. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say one last thing, and, and uh, we're going to let you share from your heart what God's placed on your heart for us. Um, and that is, we may not realize it, and it, things are changing there, but in Poland, to be Polish is to be Catholic. And so if you're any other church, such as is this church, they looked at it as a sect or a cult or something like that. But God's changing hearts and changing things there, and, and by like even that playground, and the, you know, with all these kids, I think 300 kids came to play. And um, God is building credibility so that His word can go out. It's it's what happens when you when you feed someone, when you when you build something. You're building platforms so that God can speak into their lives. So I just wanted to let you know, we are so grateful. I love being a co-lead pastor with you around the world, and share with us if you Thank would you. how God's um, what He's placed on your heart. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay. So, you're going to be challenged today, hopefully with the message, and with my language. <laughs> Those who were already first service have better chance to understand the things couldn't understand. So, <clears throat> this is a benefit to be in two services today, <laughs> at least once. Light your world around you. Light your world around you. It's a nice lamp. Let's shine. 
Seems like it doesn't work. It should work. How dark is around us? How dark is in your life? How dark is in your family? How dark is in your neighborhood? When Jesus came, he said, You are the light. Are you turned on? Are you, your life is turned on and you are the light of the world. Are you the light of the world around you? People around you can see Christ. Let's see Matthew 5, chapter 5, 14, 16. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill cannot be hidden. Neither are the people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Instead they put it on its sand and it gives light to everyone in the house. That's the purpose of light. Are you the light of the world around you? Okay. It's sometimes easy to say, yes, I would like to be a light. Pastor, what are you talking about? How can I be a light? I go to the church. I read the Bible. I pray even. But sometimes I'm not connected with my neighbors. I'm not connected even with my family well. With my kids, with my spouse. How I can be a light for those who are around me. Help me, Lord. Help me. And I truly believe that sometimes God, Jesus just is giving that kind of statement for us just to search. Just like William Rogers during the World War II. Uh, you know, Americans, they, you deal with the submarines, German submarines. They are coming to your, to just so near to the United States. And one time he was asked, what are you going to do? And he said, we will boil the ocean. Great. So how are you going to do that? That's not right now. That's not my business. I just get solution. <laughs> so, it's just the same with Jesus. He said, you are the light. So right now, it's your business how to find how you can be a light for Christ. Is it easy? No, they don't. It's very difficult. It's tough sometimes. But it's possible. It's possible to be a light because... Not only that Jesus said that, but this is happening. And I really tell you true, there is no other way to be a Christian, not be a light in this world. Okay, so let's go to First Peter chapter 4. We may see some solution for our life, okay? Some instruction. It's great that the Bible is full of instructions. And also I believe Holy Spirit can also lead us in our lives and see how we can manage our life as well. So first Peter four, seven, eleven. Powerful statement, I believe not only for that time when Peter said that, but also for us today. Okay, so verse seven. He said the end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. I see is don't waste your time be prepared. You never know. Just like yesterday, I, we didn't have that on schedule, on our schedule being here with you guys. We were already preparing Monday to going back to Poland. And suddenly I got this call that my wife is unconscious and the accident was so big and was so, we don't know if she will be alive. 
So I was driving over there with my friends to the hospital, praying, God, spare my wife and kids, please. She is great, God. Even my wife would die. She will be still a good God, you know that? I had a difficult talk with him yesterday night. I was praying, and God, why? I still don't know why. But I know that he's a great God and good God. But I know also that he wants us to be prepared. He wants us to be prepared. We don't know where will be the, the end of our lives. Where will be your end? But right now we really, we are living in the special days. Since Peter wrote that, <laughs> that's true. Every day it can be the end of our lives. Therefore, he wrote, therefore, be alert. Therefore, have a sober mind. And that is very important. So you can pray. So that you may pray. You know, many Christians are praying even today and this church as well. Many times you are praying in your home. But when you have that sober mind, when you have that mind which is focused and on gospel, when you have your, your steps when you're walking with Christ, you remain in His grace, then you really know how to pray. You know what to pray for. You, you are very sensitive to Holy Spirit. Therefore, be alert and sober mind, because this is the special time in your life. You never know what will happen tomorrow. Are you alert? Are you not wasting your time? Time is running, and God really wants us to manage our lives. Sometimes time you can't, because time is just like it is. But you can manage your life. You can surround your needs to the Lord. You can surround your life to Him. And He can lead you. Okay, let's see the other one. Love deeply. I would like for you to see, when we're going farther with the sermons, you'll see the more practical things Peter would like to tell you from his scripture. So another thing is love deeply. He says that above all, love each other deeply. The, you, you, you are not able to really approach strangers. You are not able to approach people. You are not able to really deal with so many conflicts and problems in your life and even within yourself without love. Love which comes above. This is his love. So sometimes when you feel really pressure, when you feel that there are so many things you cannot handle, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you know why? Because then you can trust Him. Then you can ask God, I need your power, I need your help. Help me. I don't know how to handle this person. It makes me mad and nervous. I don't know how to handle this person. So, God, help me. And this is wonderful things we can do as a Christian. We can pray to God and ask Him for love. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 9 that he has a deep, deep pain in his heart. 
because he so much loved the nation, the brothers, the sisters, Israel. He wants them to be saved. He has a deep pain in his heart because of that. Do you have a deep pain that you really want to reach people with the love? And why Peter is saying that? This is another thing. This is the second part. Because love covers a multitude uh, of sins. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. This is like having... You probably paint many times your house. So many times you need to first use a thinner or maybe take out the old paint to paint a new one. That's what love is doing in our life. It's taking out the old stuff and paint a new. And the Holy Spirit can do that in our lives. Without His love, we are not able to do it. Okay. That's another one. Practical things right now. Be hospitable. See? When we're talking about light, going to people, this is very important that they are not only listening our words, what we are saying, and also what we are singing, they really can see we care about them. And that really matters. I believe that we need to talk to people about Christ, about who God is in our lives. No doubts. But also people will be watching you all the time. Your neighbors. If you will just go by and you will say nothing because you are so busy. Or maybe this person really talks strange, just like me. Because he's from the other country. How many neighbors you can name today? And you know them, not only by name. Or you just really know them? How many of your neighbors spent time with you? How many neighbors of your community came to your house and you have fine, good dinner with them? You know, this is a very difficult verse. Because it says that you must be hospitable without grumbling. <laughs> Heart. Heart. Sometimes you invite people, they are not really easy to handle. But scripture says, be without grumbling. And another translation in New Life Version is, be happy to have people. Stay and eat with you. Be happy. Have a joy to invite others. And I'm telling you, it is possible. It's really possible. Then your home became like a lighthouse for many. For strangers, for people you will never even expect. And your society... Needs that. He needs people who are open. Just like my society. But you have so many strangers coming to that country. So many people with their culture. You are have wonderful mission field just right now here in the United States. And they really need your lighthouse to be shine. Your home to be shine. And I will tell you something. Your kids, your children will see how you handle that. If you're going to be hospitable, your children will do the same. The best school, the best education they can have from your home. Teach them. Teach them the gentle spirit. Teach them the hospital spirit. And they will get this and they will just pass this to the next generations. And I'm telling you, 
next to you next Sunday or maybe after maybe one month or maybe one year will be your neighbor. It will be great to have your neighbor coming here and hear the word of God. Or maybe even the neighbor will not come, but still you can impart his word or her word. That's very important that you care about them. Okay, let's go to another one. Serve one another. Serve one another. As each one has received a special gift, employ it, serving one another as good stewards of the mainful grace of God. Scripture is clearer. Each one has a gift. Not pastor, not a staff. I know sometimes you may feel when they are talking right now about the mission, oh, it's great, you know, and every Sunday they're saying about wonderful things happening in their lives, in the community. Maybe it's very difficult for you. Maybe you feel guilty. But I'm telling you, I just want you to pray. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. And say, God, I just want to be used by you. And I'm sure there are people in this church who really God wants to use over there. Some may be here, serve to one another, but over there as well, outside of the church. I have many people in my church who are saving outside. They're never on the stage, but they are faithful and they're wonderful. They're great. The scriptures, as each one has received a special gift, special. It's really special because it's given by God and God knows how to use that. Be open for him. Okay? Are you with me? Okay? I know. Still? Fine. Okay. Almost through. Eleventh. Okay? Eleventh. If, if anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serve, serves, he should do it with the strength God provides. So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. See, when you shine the light, when you serve one another, when you speak and we allow God to use your life, then miracles happen. When you aware of His coming, if you're aware of your life that is a short, and you need to count days, because it's really short life. You never know what can happen tomorrow. If you're aware that you need to be sober-minded, press on and be close to Christ, you know how to pray. If you are aware that you need to use love and deep love to reach other people, if you're aware that you need to be hospitable, Done to God will be a glory. Then you can serve to one another with love, with desire. And He's going to use that. He's going to change your life first. This is great. You know, this is wonderful things. I'm serving the Lord 21 years and I'm with Him all the time. It's just great. I can't be, imagine being without His grace. I'm falling many times. I'm really a bad servant. You see the suit, you see the pastor, fine. But I know very much about myself. I'm not doing well many times, but he still loves me. And he still, whenever I'm saying, God, I'm, I'm okay, please, one more time, help me. I would like to do something for you. Then I discover that I'm really doing something for myself, for my family, 
for people around me. Then I see less dark. Then I see light shining. And I'm satisfied and I'm happy. I have a joy to go after him. So the one extra bonus, okay? This is a bonus for you guys. Be united. Let's go back. You know, this is the last verse from that Matthew 5, remember? Okay? Just let your light shine before man. That's very important. And then that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. They will see your good deeds and they will praise the Father in heaven. They will see. They will not only hear about you, that there is a Waisata free evangelical church, but they are also going to see your life and they will be praising God for you. They will say, oh, I don't know, just thank you, thank you for being in my life. My life just changed. I don't know what you have inside you, but this is something great. Thank you for listening to me, thank you for helping. Nobody really helped me, but you, you are the one. And then you say, no, it's God who helped me to help you. So, be united. You have different gifts. You have different people in your church. Wonderful people. I'm with you guys when, for many years already, and, I, and, I, and I'm observing who you are. So you are wonderful. And I see a huge impact you, have, you, can, you already have, but you can going to have more in your community. I just want to say that Different ages, different background, doesn't matter when you are united. Because you are a body of Christ, and guys, God can really put you together more and more, okay? His body, and you will work wonderfully. Just a story at the end. There was a little girl who going to the country school. There was a school, little school, and she was back and forth going from... Uh, her school to home and one day it was almost evening she didn't return home so parents were really afraid what happened so they went back the path she was walking through the forest and they couldn't find her so they went back scared to death to the neighborhood and they asked neighbors hey can you help us to go over there so many people from the village went back to school and just walking around trying to find her. And they couldn't. Almost whole night. About midnight, somebody had idea. Hey guys, let's hold hands together. And we going from school to her home together. They did that. And the halfway they found girl, but she was dead. And somebody said, you know guys, if we would hold hands before, from the beginning, we could find her and she would be saved. She would be alive. So I challenge you guys. There's so many people around us. There's no time really to fighting sometimes and going your own direction. Let's be united. Pray together, stay together. Ask God, God, how you want to use our church, my life, and our church to be a light for the community? There are so many people. 
There are so many different methods are waiting for you. And I'm telling you, God is over there already. He's just waiting for you. And hey, I'm, I'm with you. And I want to help you to reach those people who are lost already. The lost people. People need the Lord. So how to turn this light? Who will help me? The ball is inside. Maybe there's no power. What about it? Let's try. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. We need action going on here. We need action. We don't need only the lamp as a nice piece of furniture. We need action. Go. Go, people. Because they need you over there. Let's pray together. Father, those words are timely. God, we ask that you would um, search our own hearts. And if there's things that are in the way, that we would do all that we can. That our hands would be united. And we would serve as one body to reach those who need you before the time is too late. So God, we just want to bow before you and ask that you would be working in and through us. Uh, we repent of those things that, um, that divide us. And yet we give you thanks for what you are doing and already have done on our behalf. I just as we're just quiet in a moment. If God's been speaking to you on any of those points, that maybe that he's saying you need, you know what? Let it go and just love deeply. Or maybe that he's just saying to you today, because you maybe have experienced yourself in the past. He's saying, you know, be hospitable. Open your life to someone. Open your home. There's someone um, out there that just needs to be brought in. It could be that God is saying, uh, you have been given a gift. And you've kind of been on the outside, kind of uh, a spectator. But he's calling you to get in the game and unite with, with others and, and, and use those gifts to serve. Spirit of God, in any of those places, um, we ask that you would empower decisions that are made for you to say, I want to get in the game. I want to be a light. Uh, We unite together for you in Christ's name. Amen.